Carrie, tell me how to monetize my podcast. I want to make money using my podcast. How do I monetize? How do I monetize? And you wouldn't be surprised at all how often people are asking me that kind of thing. Well, this episode, I'm going to go through what I think are some of the best options for monetizing your podcast. My name is Carrie Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, okay, okay. What do we mean when we talk about monetizing a podcast? Well, what we mean is using the time and the effort, all the energy that you're putting into your podcast, and then getting this content out that we call a podcast episode or two or 10 or 20 or 100, how many ever you make, and using that to somehow make money for you, for your business. Nothing wrong with that at all. But there's not really a real simple way to do it because you see, this is audio in somebody's earbuds that they're listening to. They've got to take some action from that point to be able to hand you money. Okay. They've got to be able to go and do something. That's really kind of the cumbersome part of monetizing a podcast. Now I'm going to go through about, what have I got here? One, two, three, four, five ways. You can actually get money from your listeners And they'll gladly give you the money so you're not twisting anybody's arm or anything like that because you're giving them something that's legitimately of value, something they want. That's a principle of selling anything is you've got to provide something people want. It's a fair exchange. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing coercive about anything I'm going to share with you. These are five ways that you can do it. So let's get into it. Method number one, and probably the one that you hear the most about, is getting sponsorships. Now, what do we mean by sponsorships? To me, sponsorship is a fancy word for commercial. That's really all it is. It's somebody paying you, so you're not actually getting money from your audience. You're getting money from an advertiser to be on your show, to speak to your audience, which you've taken the time to build in order to hawk their products to your audience. Now, you could do this with sponsors that are nationwide sponsors. You could do them with sponsors that are local if you have a locally-based show. I'm thinking about doing something like that with a locally-based show that I have in the works. Or you could do something that's very niche-specific to your show. You could have sponsors who speak directly to the exact people you're listening to. I mean, say you do a podcast about underwater basket weaving. And Big Bob's Boat Harbor has the underwater basket weaving 
course and kit of a lifetime and they come to you and they want to be a sponsor of your show and have you read some copy, some words on a page that say, hey, come to Big Bob's Boat and Bass Shop to get your underwater basket weaving course and kit and you're willing to do it. It's just so cheesy. Well, hey, whatever you can arrange with Big Bob's Bass and Boat to do that, to pay you in order to let them do that, that's perfect. If your show's about underwater basket weaving, you see, finding niche sponsors for a niche podcast is really a beautiful way to go because they are actually being a service to your audience because it's exactly the audience that they serve. Does that make sense? But when I hear these podcasts that have Casper mattress on them, I mean, I don't know anything about Casper Mattress. They probably make an incredible mattress. I mean, they're putting all this money out there on the internet, but I hear everything from health shows to investing shows to how to podcast shows, all doing Casper Mattress. To me, that's like a shotgun approach. They're just trying to hit anybody out there who might by chance need a new mattress that they may just at the right time hear this commercial that we're doing, the sponsor ad, and buy a Casper mattress with the code that this podcaster is giving. You know, to me, that's the old way of doing it. You need to find sponsors who fit your market. And part of what you're doing for your particular listeners is you are serving as a filter for them. See, this is how I view podcasting anyway. I think you owe it to your audience who has taken the time and has self-selected you to be the authority they want to listen to. You owe it to your audience to make sure you're not filling their ears with a bunch of irrelevant fluff that doesn't really apply to the reason they're listening to your podcast in the first place. So that's just my semi-strong opinion. If you're going to do sponsors, only take sponsors that fit your demographic, that are providing something your entire audience would need. And if it has to do with the topic you're talking about, that's even better. So sponsorships, that's method number one you can use to monetize your podcast. And you may ask me, how do I get sponsors? Well, there's all kinds of ways to go about that. Usually you've got to have larger download numbers to woo a sponsor to sponsor your show. But in the case of a niche specific podcast, you know, about something very specific like underwater basket weaving, you may not really need that high of numbers because there may not be that high of numbers out there. But because you're speaking directly to the people that Big Bob's Boat and Bass wants to reach, I mean, you get my point. They're willing to pay you because you have their customers. You get the point? Now, I'm not really the one to tell you how to go about getting a sponsor because I've never done it. But I did produce an episode way back in the good old days, back in episode number five, which you can find at podcastfasttrack.com slash five, where I issued a challenge and I would like to reissue that challenge. It's a way that I believe anyone could get a sponsor for their podcast if they're willing to do a little work, willing to be patient I'm willing to be a little bit outside the box. So if you are game, I would love for you to listen to episode five at podcastfasttrack.com slash five. Take up the challenge. Look at the show notes page and see what you can do to get a sponsor for your podcast. And I would love to hear about it. And you can email me at Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y at podcastfasttrack.com and let me know how it goes. Now, let's get on to method number two for monetizing your podcast. 
Method number two is something that I'm not really into, but I can see how this could be very beneficial. And I'll give you two ways you could go about doing it. And that is offering things or, or referring to things on your podcast episodes that are affiliate relationships that you have. Now, if you're not familiar with an affiliate relationship, it's just a way that you become a person who signs up for such and such course. And when someone buys that course using the link you provide, you get a little bit of kickback for that. Okay. So let me give you a great example. Last episode of the podcast, I mentioned the keyword tool that my team uses. And I said in the show notes, I was going to provide an affiliate link for that. What you might want is to learn how to do keyword research. You want to find an easy to use tool. Well, you just heard someone that you trust, me, who mentioned this on my podcast. You say, hey, I'm going to go check that out. You go to my show notes page. You see the link to keyword finder. You click on it. And it takes you through my link that has a code connected to me and you purchase Keyword Finder. Well, I'm going to get a little bit of money from that. I don't even remember how much it is for Keyword Finder, but just for sake of illustration, that's how it works. Now you can do affiliate offers like that all day long. I think I've got an affiliate relationship with Ringer. I've got an affiliate relationship with my social media company, eClincher, the social media manager that I use. I'm going to be getting an affiliate relationship with Libsyn soon. I mean, it's worthwhile to have affiliate relationships and to make affiliate offers. Now, what I understand about this though, is unless you're a really big name in your niche, And unless you just hammer those affiliate links all the time, it can be pretty hard to make a whole lot of money on affiliate offers. You got to be really, really effective at it and have the audience that will bring you in a lot of money. But every little bit helps, right? You're a podcaster doing this on a shoestring budget. Hey, affiliate offers may be the way to do it. Now, here's a second way to do it that I think might be even more effective than the one I just mentioned. And that is when you have guests on your podcast check in before they come on your show as to whether they have any products that they've set up affiliate relationships for. You understand what I'm saying here? You find out, hey, Bob Smith, you're going to be on my podcast. Do you have any courses? Do you have any books? Do you have anything like that that you've set up with affiliate relationships where I could offer that to my listeners and I could get a little kickback from you for being the channel through which they purchase your course or your book or your whatever. And you'd be surprised how many of the people you have on your podcast may have that set up already. Well, you can just go to their website. You can sign up to be an affiliate. And when you mention it on your show, you offer them to go to Bob's website through your affiliate link. And you see, you're getting a kickback that's really natural because you're recommending this guest who they were able to hear with their own ears and feel comfortable with him. You're recommending his products. Hey. I think it's a great way to go about this whole thing. Now, one thing about affiliate offers, let me say this here at the end, because you got to make sure you do this right. Affiliate offers by law have to be disclosed as affiliate offers. So you can't just put the link on your page or say, go to the show notes and find the link and nowhere say that that's an affiliate relationship. You need to disclose that to your listeners. And as a podcaster who has integrity, I would think you'd want to do that anyway. So Next to the link, you need to say, this is an affiliate relationship and maybe have a link, a text link where it says affiliate relationship. You have a link there that takes them to another page and tells them what an affiliate relationship is because not everybody knows. So be careful about that. Mention it 
that it's an affiliate relationship like I just did earlier. Put it on your show notes page as an affiliate offer so that people know that they're actually giving you a kickback for sending them to this offer, if that makes sense. All right, that's enough about affiliate links. Let's go on to method number three for monetizing your podcast. You know, I'm hearing more and more podcasters these days use a service out there called Patreon. And it comes from the old word back in older times. I don't know exactly when in history, but where people would have a patron. For example, artists and musicians, you know, composers like Mozart, they would have a patron who basically paid for their lifestyle and they were paying for them to be their composer. So some rich person was paying this artist to create artwork for them or to create artwork for the, the realm or, or whatever. You know, it's back in those days of kings and rich lords and ladies and all that kind of stuff. That's where patrons existed mostly. That's kind of the idea behind Patreon. Patreon at patreon.com. No affiliate relationship here. I don't have anything to do with Patreon. They're one of the services out there where you can set up an account and you can place a little thing on your webpage or wherever you can mention it on your podcast. Hey, if you love what we're doing here on the podcast, go to our Patreon account and make a donation. And donors can set that up to be a recurring thing as little as a dollar, as much as who knows how much. I don't know Patreon very well, but there are all kinds of Patreon-ish things like that where you can ask your listeners to contribute to your show. It's a legitimate way to monetize your podcast. I've thought about this kind of thing. I have one podcast called the Christian Home and Family Podcast. It's all just oriented toward Christian people and their families, you know, parenting and marriage and home life and all that kind of stuff. I've thought about setting up Patreon for that show and for that website, just to have people who want to support what I'm doing have the opportunity to do that because a lot of people do love to say thank you by giving a donation regularly and they can do it in a small amount, like five bucks or one buck or whatever. And it helps you and it makes them feel good for offering. So Patreon, I think it's a legitimate way and more and more podcasters are doing it. So let's move on to method number four for monetizing your podcast. Now, method number four and method number five are going to be real similar, but I'm going to treat them differently because there are some significant differences in how they work. Method number four is what I would call establishing some kind of a membership community. Now, a lot of podcasters will have a Facebook group where they encourage their listeners to go and join the Facebook group, but some podcasters do that on a paid basis and they'll use Facebook as the place they have their group and that they maintain their group and that they have the conversation and that they offer content to their group, but people actually have to pay month by month to be a part of that group. And they'll set it up through a recurring subscription on PayPal or something through Stripe. I don't know how they all do it. There's even membership plugins for websites and you can set the whole thing up that way. And that's really not a bad way to go. If you are consistent with providing extremely valuable content, if you are able to provide great resources to people that they're going to take action on, and if you're able to build community, you're able to keep conversation going and have an interesting, vibrant community, a membership site might be a great way to do that. Now, there's a way that this can be done using a smartphone app for your podcast. Did you know that? Now, I talked about this with Rob Walsh back on episode 67 because Libsyn provides 
a smartphone app for podcasters who want to pay the little extra to have it. But it has a way that you can essentially set up a membership sort of a thing on that very app where you can actually have content that is available to everyone. That's maybe your podcast episodes. But then there is additional what they would call gated content. It's behind a gate and no one can get to it unless they pay. But here's the cool thing about the way the app works. People who are looking at your actual podcast episodes and listening to those on the app, look at this list and they say, hey, there's some bonus content over. Oh, I can't get to that because I haven't paid for the membership. Oh, it's only only 12 bucks a month. That's, that's not bad. Hey, I think I'm going to sign up and they can sign up right there in the app. I mean, isn't that brilliant? That's a great way to do it. It's like giving them a taste like at Costco, the sample table, you know, it's like giving them a taste and saying, Hey, the product's right over there. And they go and get the product because they love it. And it's a, it's a great way to build essentially a membership site within your own custom app for your podcast. Now, in order to do that with the app-based approach, you got to be consistent about telling people about that app. You've got to make it easy to download and to find you've got, which all can be done fairly simply. Go back and listen to episode 67, podcastfasttrack.com slash 67 to hear my conversation with Rob Walter about how Libsyn's app works. You could hire a designer to create you your own custom app if you wanted, but Libsyn's got this thing nailed. So I think it's, it's probably a pretty good deal. You get the point, a membership site. Some people use membership plugins on their actual website to get people off of Facebook, off of cell phones and onto their website. And they carry on community there, sharing resources, having conversations, doing coaching calls, you know, once a month, all this kind of stuff that's included in the membership. I mean, you get the point. A membership provides a recurring type of income that comes from people's monthly subscription for being a member of your, whatever it is that you create. You see, memberships, I think are a great way. Now you've got to have a solid listener base You've got to have plenty of people and you've got to be providing something of real value in order to make that thing really worthwhile and to get that some traction on it. So I would say, you know, wait until you have your numbers up pretty high. Wait until you have a significant audience that's very engaged with what you're talking about. And maybe even wait until people are asking you to set up a membership community before you do that, because it's hard to set up in the first place. And it's hard to keep rolling. But once you do, man, it can be a set of recurring income that you would not believe. Okay, finally, let's move on to method number five for how you can monetize your podcast. Okay, method number five for how you can monetize your podcast. And and let me emphasize your podcast. The way to monetize your podcast is by selling your services, your courses, your coaching, your books, your speaking at other people's events, your events. I mean, think about it. You've got your own captive audience who are very interested in what you have to say. Why not offer them your stuff? Now, of course, you've got to have quality stuff that you're offering. You've got to present it in a good way. You've got to have a legitimate reason for doing it, not just selling them junk that you've thrown together. But in the end, you're the expert they're listening to. It would be a natural thing for them to purchase your content. So think that one through. What kind of content could you create around the topics that you talk about that would be truly beneficial to the people who are listening to your show? And I think what you'll discover is that there are plenty of things you can come up with. It's going to take time to build them out. It's going to take time to have them ready and offer them to your actual listeners. 
But selling your own products, your own services, your own stuff, I think is one of the no-brainer, simplest, most common sense ways to monetize a podcast. Hello? Okay, so that is my take on monetizing a podcast. It's really not all that hard, but like anything, it takes time to build a momentum. You got to get the snowball rolling. You got to be consistent at it. And you've got to provide something that's truly of value. I mean, if you think about the free enterprise system, you know, the capitalism, the way it works, it's a free exchange between two individuals. So one person has something of value that they're offering. Another person has money. The person with the money is willing to freely exchange that money for the thing of value because to them, it is worth that amount of money. Nobody's coerced. Nobody's being forced. That's just the way it works. As you think through monetizing your podcast, maybe there's one other thing you should consider. Maybe your podcast isn't the type that should be monetized. Maybe it's just a hobby thing. You're doing it for fun. People are enjoying it. You're building relationships. You're having a great time. In that case, maybe you shouldn't monetize your podcast. It's really up to you. All right. You know what time it is. It's time to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Thank you.